Hey guys, welcome to episode six of Muscles in Medicine. I'm Aaron. And I'm Joe. In this episode, we're going to be discussing some hilarious gym fails, how to avoid those, as well as some important gym etiquette to keep in mind, especially for people just starting in the gym. Just going to give you guys some tips on how to transition into that um, in a really good way. Absolutely. So like we talked a little bit about how the gym's such a like an inclusive space and this, that, and the other. We want everybody to feel comfortable while they're in there. However, there are some I wouldn't say rules, but I'll say some unwritten rules, unwritten rules that I feel like we need to highlight today just to save everyone some embarrassment to save them some stress. Right. Yeah. Mainly embarrassed, not, not necessarily embarrassment, but you also don't want to go in there and tick some people off and kind of get on on their first day you're at the gym. You don't want to, you know, tick off the biggest guy there. Sure. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is going to be gym fails and kind of how to avoid some of those. So I know everyone's seen the YouTube compilations and the TikToks and the Instagram pages where they show people and they're just, I don't want to say making a, making a fool of themselves, making a fool of themselves, their legs snapping backwards on the leg press. I wouldn't consider those fails. I would, I consider that a huge fail for that person's (laughs) next year. I mean, sure. But I think a lot of these could be avoided. Like we've kind of drafted out some bullet points of just some little things we would do to, or some things that we would advise to avoid some of these fails. Aaron, you want to like take off with the first one? So one thing to avoid some gym fails, warm up. Do, do warm-up sets, even if you don't call it a warm-up set, a feeler set to kind of establish that weight that you're going to be using for your actual working sets. I know I talked about this a little bit last time. Maybe it was the time before. Get a feeling for how that weight feels that day. For example, don't go in and try to bench 345 at 11 p.m. at night when there's no one there right. without getting a good warm-up set in. I exactly. Mean, get a feeling. I know I'm not throwing shots, but like... Get a feeling for how that weight feels that day because every day, based upon your fatigue levels, how you slept the night before, how well hydrated you are, that weight's going to feel different. And I think I see a lot of this becoming an issue with these guys that are like, uh, you know, really strict on their programs, which means to me, like, this is something that you see like a lot of experienced lifters having an issue with. I see a lot of guys that are like, okay, like on Wednesday, I'm going for my top set. I'm trying to hit, you know, X number of weight for X number of reps on squat come hell or high water. Right. And like, but they don't take into account that they slept four hours the night before their kid was up crying all night. You know that those things matter. Exactly. So yeah, take a couple like feelers sets just try and you know maybe if you're slowing down the negatives this that or the other i remember like on one of the previous episodes we was talking about when i first came out of prep i was really scared to barbell bench or do any barbell movements just because i was so lean that i felt like i could feel the, the muscle fibers the fibers yeah and you yeah. also hadn't done heavy barbell bench in quite some time because i think we kind of removed it absolutely and like honestly inside of six eight weeks out you should not be heavy barbell benching as and, a side note i think that's probably a good rule of thumb it's you know obviously your compound lifts are you know crucial to your growth for Mm -hmm. you know any training plan however there's some exercises you just kind of have to weigh the like risk to reward when you're very depleted and you're very deep into prep yeah i will say i i I try not to do any you know instead of like squat i would rather do hack squat smith machine squat something with more support when you're in that really depleted state i think that's just a smarter approach um and you know i know a, a lot of coaches that use that approach another thing in addition to warming up if you don't know how to use something and just starting in the gym, don't be afraid to ask because there are people there that know how to use these things. And we'll talk a little bit more about like different ways to approach people at the gym as we get into the gym etiquette part of the episode. But just as a general rule of thumb, I always explain to people that you'll see this like the guys that you see that are in really top shape mm-hmm. at the gym. You can tell they've been there. They, you know, you've put years in to acquire that physique. Guys, you know, really next level physique isn't bought it's not like no you it's not an overnight exactly it's not a you know fill up a syringe either exactly. it, it, it is a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of meals you know a lot of just hard work over time exactly so these guys and girls they've been in there for years at this point to get to that look so you know that they've started somewhere they've been through exactly what you're going through those are the people i feel like a they've got the most experience but b like they are probably knowledgeable enough and would be compassionate enough to be like, yeah. you know, understand like, you know, maybe they have to interrupt their workout for a couple of seconds, but be like, hey, right. yeah, that's totally fine. Just so you don't get hurt. Let me show you how to, you know, properly. Yeah. Hey, I'm worried you might get hurt if you keep doing incorrectly. Let me show you how to do it correctly. Exactly. And I had an instance the other day at Planet Fitness where it was a guy doing, um, it was a tricep push down 
and he was he actually was kind of doing a slower negative but he was his form was really off and he was yanking the weight at the top and like hyper extending his elbows at the bottom and i was like man I, I don't mean to be rude i was like but can i help you with this and he was like yeah it was a kid he was probably 16 17 years old he let me help him he done like a set and he was like oh man my arms i feel so much more blood in there i'm like yeah and he, he so there's a right and a wrong way to approach it you know you can't just walk up to someone and be like you're doing that wrong it's a hey can i you care if i show you how to do this because i don't want to see you get hurt this is a young kid i'm 15 years older than the kid so it's one of those things where it was he looked at it as a good thing instead of me calling him out exactly and i'll share a story real quick at the corbin gym if someone doesn't come up to me and directly ask me, I almost don't want to go out of my way to offer that information just because I don't want to embarrass somebody that might be a little bit new to the scene or make them feel like, I guess embarrassed is the right word. So like the story I was going to say is, so there is this younger guy, I'd say he's probably about 14, 15 years old, and he's been working out with his dad. And his dad really looks like he's just there kind of just like showing him the workouts. He'll do a couple of the things, but right. he's a little bit older. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I know so what you're talking both about. Both of them super, super nice. But I was sitting there one day, and I was doing like a incline dumbbell bench. And to my left, they were doing dumbbell shrugs. And he was he's probably 120, 130 pounds, and he's holding like 90s in each hand. And he's like really drastically rolling his shoulders, like in a full circle and straining like crazy. And I'm just like, this guy's really going to hurt himself. I'd seen him do a couple other exercises, but now we're shoulder to shoulder. I was like, I'm not going to have to like go out of my way. I was just like, Hey man, cut down your range of motion a little bit right here. You don't need to do all that drastic. I said, it's just kind of up down down. Exactly. And he was super receptive to it. He was like, okay, awesome. He's like, I said, try it like this. Let's drop the weight. Tried it, loved it. Yeah. And I sat down to do my next set of incline, and his dad was like, "Go back to the way that I showed you." Yeah. And like made him start. Yeah. So I I know exactly what you're talking about. And they were doing a deadlift one day. It was after you told me that story because you'd already told me about that. Mm -hmm. They were doing deadlift, and after that experience with you, I was more hesitant to jump in and help because, and not saying I know better than his dad but i'm a very advanced lifter i know the form for you name a lift i pretty much know how to do it and i can do it correctly with right form and i was so hesitant to jump in and help because of what you had told me previously about you trying to help and the dad being like no go back to being the same way i'm right and a lot of it is just like a um so many people are afraid to take criticism and i often see it's not in kids it's in older people that just started too. like the dad obviously not being mean but the dad didn't appear to have a ton of gym experience. Sure. But he was like, no, don't listen to that guy. Well, I mean, I'll say when I first started training before, I I was super anxious about trying to approach somebody and be like, hey, let me show you how to get into shape before I had any like established credibility. Other than just my certification, I was like, I don't have a lot of success stories. And I'm a really young guy. It was kind of intimidating for me to be like, let me show you. Let me show you as somebody that was 21 years old, go up to a guy that's 40 and he's been exercising the same way for 20 years. Granted, it's the wrong way. Scientifically, I know, like, you know, how the body works now, and I understand, like, what he's doing wrong and how I can help him. Right. But it's hard to say. Well, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about, you know, coaching some people. I know my knowledge is probably there, Mm -hmm. but, like, I have clients that are older than me, as do you. Absolutely. They will text me and ask me questions. And I, I, even, you know, before I had my degree in medicine or whatever, I still had that, like, feeling of, like, man, I feel almost like, almost like an imposter giving someone advice that sure. you think should already know it when in reality they don't. And I think that kind of went away like after some shows, after getting my degree and things like that, to where it kind of became confident. Your confidence yeah. builds. And I, I don't know the most, but I do know a lot. So now I'm more confident in that ability. But at the same time, like it was almost like you felt weird giving advice to someone more than twice your age sure. on how to get fit. But in reality, you were so much further ahead of them in that aspect of life this confidence like we're talking about with coaching this is something like over the last year and a half or so i've really started to finally grow into and develop you know i I remember the first couple years i was doing this i was always i like to double check myself right just to make sure and still to this day i'll do it if it's something that i don't see every day but I was a little bit hesitant to someone would like message me and they're like, Hey, I'm just wanting to inquire about your coaching services. And I'd give them the full rundown. And I remember I'd get questions like, you know, is this like guaranteed to work? And I was like, 
at first I was like, I don't really want to, you know, have yeah. to, yeah, I'm scared to say like, yeah, it's for sure going to work. But you know, if, you know, cause at that point I'm almost broke and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have to give them their money back. I was like, I don't want that. Uh, yeah, it'll work. It'll work. That's what I'm saying. No, but now I'm to the point where I'm like, anyone that approaches me, I don't care who it is. I'm like, you follow this, it'll work. That's you the key. let me take over. You do exactly what I say. I can 100% money back guarantee you it will work. Exactly. And I'll do the same thing now. I'm like, if you put everything you can into this, we will get you where you want yeah. to be. I may not nail it at first, but you give me a few weeks, it'll work. Absolutely. No matter what your goal is, if you want to stay the exact same way, you want to get, you know, you want to grow, you want to lose weight, it will work. It just takes time. On to the next topic, not being afraid, you know, when to ask certain questions, you know, if you're going to use bands, chains, all these other things, be sure to kind of look into how to hook bands. Um, cause that, that can be another big gym fail. If you hook a band a wrong way on an exercise and it pops off and hits you, that hurts. Oh, I've seen and I know so that because I've had that happen yep. to myself when I first started, I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something and I thought the band would stay. Did you ever do one of those where you're like trying to do like assisted pull-ups and smack yourself in the face? Oh nuts? no, dude. I've smacked myself in the nuts so many times doing that when I first started. Terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. Those bands are made of like metal <laughs> right. when they hit you. <laughs> no kidding. Well, even like jump ropes too. When you first start jump roping and you have these just welts all over your arms because you're bad at it. You know, I'm absolutely terrible at jumping. I'm, so in high school. I was made to jump rope for like 10 to 15 minutes every single day of my life before basketball practice. So I got so good because I, I was leaving with bruises all over my body from these welts my freshman year. But by my senior year, I could do one leg. Uh, I could do like boxes, reverse, back and forth, double unders without stopping. So I had to get really good at it because I was sick of having welts all over my body. Hey, let this be a little like motivational story for everyone out there. Aaron is an example of like how athletics translates into bodybuilding. And I am an example of if you really pay attention and you really learn the craft that you can still be successful at bodybuilding, even though I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah. So, so uh, and genetically, I'm just a more athletic than most. Like I in. You know, the end of my seventh, eighth grade year, I could dunk. So like that was, and I was six feet tall. So that, and then my dad was 5'10", and I saw him like in his early 40s, late 30s, jump up and dunk a volleyball, and he's 5'10", and I'm like, what the heck? And then my little brother is an athlete. So yeah, everyone kind of has their different approaches, but I was somewhat athletic for some reason. Well, tying into athletics and talking about the gym fails, I think you'll see a lot of ego lifting come out of guys who are really experienced in yes. athletics and like high school sports, high school football specifically. I remember like I would work out with the football team. We were never properly coached on form. We just had the guys that were in charge of our football program were all very successful college athletes themselves. And they were just focused on intensity. They just kind they of didn't know how to translate it. Exactly. Into how to do it right. They expected you to look out and know it, go in there and do it. So it was all about putting up these numbers. They tracked numbers. They didn't watch us exercise. So, at, you know, and I see a lot of this now, you know, we'll be at the gym in Corbin and we see Corbin high school has a really successful football program from what I've seen. I've not been here long, but from what I've seen, and they have a lot of really stud athletes. However, they're really excited about PRs all the time. And yep, I see that's all it is. That's it's what PR contest. Exactly. Which every now and then super cool. You know, it's a good way to measure. You're getting stronger, obviously, but at what cost when you see someone like trampoline benching a, you know, well, a barbell off their chest for, you know, a, and maxing out every week. Exactly. Yeah. So ego lifting, I see it and you're going to see this anywhere you go. And if you come to my home gym, you might see this every once in a while in me. But, you know, the ego lifts every week of like, man, I got 455 last week for one on squat. This week I'm going for 465. I'll be like, okay, but how many working sets did you do in between last week and this week? You've not done anything to get stronger. Like you, you did a one rep max last week. You're doing a one rep max again this week. So if you get it this week, did you really get stronger or did you just maybe – eat a little more carbs, have a little more fuel, have a better sure. night's sleep, better hydrated. So, you know, you're not going to get that much stronger in a week, no matter what you do, what you eat, what you take getting, it's just not feasible. Oh, speaking of that, I mean, you have to be mindful of like what you're putting into your body right. before you come in to do any type of training session or any type of workout. I don't care if it's just, you know, you're going for like a distance run. I mean, you have to pay attention to what you're putting in or you're going to see more of these, these fails are going to be more common. I mean, if I go in and I'm super depleted and we was kind of like, you know, alluding to the bench press earlier, 
You remember seeing that video of the dude tearing his pack on incline? Yes. Gross. Absolutely sick. I didn't want a barbell incline for months, but he's really controlling his negative. He's probably going a little bit too heavy. You know, I don't remember how much weight he had on there. He was a big dude. So I'm assuming it was an egregious amount, but he's like, got his negative controlled. Everything looks right. He just looks super lean to be using that much weight. I remember thinking, and you just watch that peck just like run across the chest, yep. you know? Yep. And so that's just a good example of, obviously he was throwing around that much weight. He's an experienced lifter. Like right. he's probably like an influencer or something like that. I don't know what the case was. I don't want to like misquote or anything, but that's just what I would remember or what I'd assume. But he's probably done that same exercise a thousand times. So he's got much more experience than you. And just because he wasn't properly hydrated or this out of the other, something went wrong. Boom. Yeah. So kind of like Joe's saying, you know, we, we kind of want to think gym fails only happen in inexperience, but that is not true at all. I have, you know, clients that have been with me a couple of years now will, will do a hack squat and, you know, not put a belt on and be like, man, I messed up my back. I'm, I'm down on my back for three weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do X, Y, Z for this amount of time. Can you rewrite my training? You know, this isn't stuff that just happens in inexperienced lifters. You and I are just as susceptible to this as anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why even, you know, experienced lifters need to take these things into consideration. Like if you've been out binge drinking Friday and Saturday and you go into the gym on Sunday and you're dehydrated and you feel terrible, it's probably not a good idea to try to squat 405 for your top set. You know, there's there's all kinds of little things that go into how you should approach each workout. So, you know, if you're properly fueling your body every day, staying hydrated every day, stretching, doing warm-up sets, all these things decrease tenfold. Like the chances of these things happening decrease significantly. Absolutely. And I think it's really easy to try and get like – excited about making progress making you want to like ego lift uh i don't know if i've ever mentioned him on the podcast yet or not but brad tuttle from the corbin gym was a client of mine uh, he started he did a three-month plan oh, with me. brad brad's a good guy such a good guy he started with me last january and he had bought three months up front and i think we were finishing up her just starting the third month he had dropped a lot of body fat he was getting stronger he looked good and he had been working out by himself or i think sometimes with his wife at that point she works out with him regularly now but at that point i don't think he should just getting started maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. when he got hurt yeah so well that's what i was alluding to so he had lost all this weight he was doing really well but he went into the gym one morning around a bunch of his buddies that were a lot of the one muscle a day we're going to lift super heavy and then we're going to go to mihalisco next door or like we you know, smash uh, chicken queso and rice that's what i'm saying chicken and rice baby you know that's it but <laughs> he was like rolled in there and they were deadlifting and cold he walked in there because he just said he felt so much stronger they were at like 405 and no warm-up like flip grip so he had like you know the underhand on one side overhand on the other yep one one over one under goes over there and tries to deadlift 405 and just tears his right when walking in yes didn't even do a warm-up no warm-up anything what did he expect yeah you know i love him he's a he is a very strong guy realistically 405 would have been an easy set for him sure but that goes to the importance of hydration warming up you know getting your body primed and ready to do that that's you you can't just walk in and do that and if you can and not get hurt you better thank your lucky stars because it's going to catch up with you absolutely i saw him in there today he's been back in there really consistently these last couple months he's back in good shape he's like probably the most consistent i've ever seen him his wife's really into it now and they kind of feed off each other so they're doing great however i see him in there we're both hitting chest today i was on the incline barbell he was on the flat barbell we're side by side I finished my set. I started stripping all the weight off. And he said, leave that on there. And I was like, you want me to leave 225 on there? He said, yeah, leave 225 on there. He said, that's where I'll start. I said, you're going to start with 225. Brad. You're doing a warm-up set. I was like, do a warm-up set. Don't do this. But he said, well, I just did flat bench. So my chest is already warm. I said, nah. Still, no, 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 every no. exercise. I know. Because it's a different motion. Exactly. You know, flat bench, you are... You have your shoulders retracted into the pad, a little bit of arch in the back, sure. glutes dug in you're hitting more medial and lower chest. Yep. You're not targeting your upper chest that much. Whereas when you go to incline bench, it's mostly all upper, upper chest. Yep. So you definitely still need to do a warm up set. I think incline uses a lot more front delt as well. I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. For and sure. it depends on how wide your elbows flare out too. How wide your elbows are, the angle of the bench, I guess. If yeah, you're like, the angle too. Yeah. 
All right, guys, the next thing we're going to dive into today is going to be gym etiquette. It's something that Aaron and I have been really excited about talking about all day today. Yeah, we've so. been texting about this all day. <laughs> we've been waiting on this one. It's 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 going to get good. So at this point, you know, Aaron and I have both been training for, you know, I'm over five years into this. You're probably into a decade by now. Ten, yeah, right. Well, seriously, probably nine, ten years. Nine, almost, ten years. Almost ten years, yeah. Look at us, man. Look at Getting us. old. Who would have thought we'd be here? But we've seen all of these like several times. So before we dive into this, I want to say we are not passing judgment a lot of these things we're guilty of at some point or another however i just want to talk about some of these things that way we are 100 passing judgment well, to some <laughs> very few but some well, if, no. if you hear this and you continue to do these things then hey you know we've we've led you to water you know what i'm saying drink all right so first one we're going to dive into let's talk about working out in groups so i don't know if you're familiar with this Aaron, but during the summer uh planet fitness offers all high school students can go to the gym like for free like I think they do the waiver, and then that's which it. is a nice thing. Which is yeah, which is great, and that's a nice little subtle plug for Planet Fitness to get we, more members. I mean, for I'm sure. just talking about for our podcast. If you're looking to sponsor us, you know, we are looking to we got bills to pay. Yeah, yeah, we got to pay pay off these uh pay off these microphones. You know what I'm saying? This but, audio ain't cheap. <laughs> But talking about working out in groups, so like with Planet Fitness specifically, okay, like you've got all these high schools dumping in there for the summer and you see a lot of these kids, like their parents aren't going to let them like go and just run the roads or do whatever. Oh, but we can all go to the gym. Mama let all of us go to the gym. So you see 10 dudes walking walk in the same side time, by side, you know, just ready to train the same body part. Exactly. So boom, where do they all go? The bench press, 10 dudes circled up around the bench press. A Smith machine, to be exact. A Smith machine. <laughs> Which, I mean, I it works, man. Teach it own. works. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not judging anybody for the Smith. I love the Smith. Let's you know, No more Smith slander. I'm here no, to I stop. agree. Hey, I'm stop a, slandering the Smith machine. That's, that's you a, can squat on that thing very well. You can do bench very well. There's there's many, many uses. I think Bro Science is the one that, like, the Bro Science YouTube channel, like Bro Science Live, yeah. I think he's the one that kind of buried the Smith machine. It's just been like... It's made a comeback. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I put it in every everybody's plan in some form. That's what I'm saying. But you get these, like, super large groups. So, first off, I think, what would be your, like, cutoff number? So, if I'm training, like, I'll have a lot of guys, usually I like to train alone. I'm not going to lie, but right, say, same. like, if I'm trying to be social or whatever and i hear a bunch of buddies like we're all talking about it yeah let's go to corbin and we'll hit chest together all on right. monday i always have to like preface i'm like no, no, no. we can all go to the gym at the same time we're all not hitting the same muscle group let's no. split this up so like say if there's six of us i'm like okay me and donald are gonna hit chest you guys hit back you guys hit legs and yeah. we'll just talk in between sets so usually i work out with with either by myself out here by myself at planet fitness by myself at a local gym or with Tori, and she kind of knows how I work out now, my style. Like, I am I'm pretty intense when I work out, no matter where I'm at. You know, you can't scream and act a fool at Planet Fitness, but I, I'm still I'm still intense. I'm still taking sets to failure, you know, drop sets at times. It just depends. So for me, I realistically, I, like you said, I prefer to work out alone if I can, and I'll grab a spot when I need one. Sure. Two is okay. No more than three ever. And three has to be an experience. Three, three has to be a good three. See, like, so if you're working out with three. Like Derek, you and I, we can get a good workout in and not waste time. See, the way I see three working, it's okay. Like, one guy's lifting, one guy's spotting, the other guy's out of the, so like, he's he, out of the he's way. He's on deck. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's, on he's deck. ready to go. And as he's soon as you come up, boom, he's popping into and, that spot. And, and referring back to three, the reason I say three is because, like, uh, Andrew Elam, Tyler, and I, when we go to Lexington, it's usually us three, but it it is intense. It's tough. We're all three. Like you said, we know who's spotting who. We know who's coming next, and it's just boom, boom, boom. You know, it's as if you were only working out with two people because you're still moving pretty quickly. We'll see, and that's another thing. Maybe you can get away with a little bit more chatter with two people, right. but with three, I feel like that needs to be cut to almost like minimum. You need to be like – Imagine yeah. you're working out alone. You just got spotters there. They just happen to right. be there. Like headphones on when you're working out with three. I know this doesn't sound like super like fun or whatever, but like. It is fun. I mean, to us that, you know, yeah, we enjoy it. Fun. But like if you're one of these people that are just like getting into it and you like you enjoy the social aspect of it, that's totally fine. But if you're if you're at peak period of the gym on a Monday or you're just at like one of these really busy gyms and flow of the gym has to continue, you cannot 
chill on the same machine for 15, 20 minutes right. and expect no one to bat an eye at it. Yeah. Have your headphones on, do your set. Like, so if Aaron and I are working out together, it's always the same kind of setup. I'll be like, all right, what we got next? And he's like, okay, we're going to do incline dumbbell. Uh, so we're going to hit like three warm up sets and we're going to hit a top set. Look at aim for like eight to 12, something like that. So boom, headphones are on. We know exactly what the plan is. We don't need to talk. We usually in don't talk until in between exercises. That's Realistically. It. I mean, I'm like, I might encourage you like, go up or something like sure. that or you'll say go up or hey drop weight this next set exactly or like a little formal critique if we see it but, but it's like, never it's never like in between sets we have a conversation can't in between exercises walking to the next one we may chit chat for two or three minutes then it's headphones back on let's go exactly and, and that's kind of how it was you know with that group i mentioned earlier it's the same kind of thing like realistically on one machine we may do three to four sets but we're done in 10 to 12 minutes all three of us see, because it's saying. just you know, as quick as you can go. I think you see like, maybe it's not as like, you know, cutting up this, that, and the other in the meantime. But I mean, if you can get to the point where you're doing this really consistently, you're going to cut down your workout time from, you know, an hour and 15 to you're getting the same workout in maybe even more intense workout in 45 minutes. And let me tell you, there's nothing that's going to make you enjoy the gym more than, okay, like the camaraderie of it, that's fine. But like the camaraderie of it, plus everyone's getting better. You're right. coming in there and everyone's having a good time. It's like, I remember hearing, you know, like it's always like golfing you know yes. it's always a lot more fun if everyone's at least like competitive like you know they're hitting the ball and the, you, right. know, you know keeping it in play at least versus like you know everyone's over there and they're just smacking it all over this and the other. Right. it's the same thing if everyone's coming in there and no one's progressing and you're just going through the motions and you're chatting the whole and time. i see that happen a lot in so many people for that reason alone you know they're talking 10 minutes between every set they're playing on their phones on scrolling on instagram between every set you know things like that you don't realize it but that's a setback that you're going to take two hours to do what you could have done in 45 minutes and what i always say is i would much rather bust out a really hard workout 45 50 minutes tops and then have a chance to you know hang out and chat for 15 20 minutes after i'm done sure. versus trying to throw two three minutes in two or three minutes in here and there mm -hmm. i would much rather just get it over with chat whoever i want to chat with for 10 12 minutes after i'm done then head out yeah, I always thought that I remember watching you and Tori work out and I always thought that it was super cool with the way that obviously you guys are both competitors, you know, you've established that connection, but it's just like, you know, y'all come in, you're mixing up your pre together. Y'all are talking on the way in headphones go on and y'all just veer apart. And yep. then like y'all see just, you in 45 minutes, see baby. In 45. Don't talk to me until then. Until goals, man. Come get me if you need me, but, but don't need me. <laughs> no, but for real. And, and that is so cool. Cause I know like, She's doing her thing. She's chasing her goals. I'm doing mine. It's like, um, it's really kind of weird, but it's like our time apart that is time together. Cause in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is, you know, she's doing her thing. Sure. It's, it, it's good. Yeah. And we do that here too. Like we come out here in the garage and I'll be doing a completely different body part than her. And we're in the, you know, we're in a room that's 20 by 20 See, and we don't talk. <laughs> I know that sounds like whatever, maybe that's not your like Instagram, you know, gym couples where they're like, you know, spotting each other and spitting pre-workout in each other's mouth you like but mm. you know <laughs> zesty <laughs> but like i don't know i think that having that like freedom and you know that you know they're fine on their end you know yeah. I, I remember i've worked out with girls before where it was like maybe they weren't super comfortable in the gym setting yet so like we'd go in there and i'd be like you know wait what are you hitting and they're like you can tell like a little timid about like going off on their own so then yeah. it becomes like more like a training session for me like i feel like i'm back to coaching again which is i don't mean to you know, sound like that's a bad thing but right it's just like it, but you're also there to work out for yourself yeah see that i'm yeah. taking away from so, so what i'll say about tori is i am completely comfortable like not in like a um not in like a, uh, a jealous sort of way. Not what I'm saying. I'm completely comfortable with her going and doing whatever, because most of the time she's stronger than most of the men on all body parts. <laughs> like, you know, her shoulder press is stronger than most men. Who you tell it? Listen at planet fitness. I swear there will be guys that will watch her shoulder press and they're like, they just drop their heads. Demoralized. They're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do that. Outrageous. She's just very genetically strong on every, everything. She's just strong. I don't know if like, I know you and I have like joked about that, laughed about this for years at this point, but I remember there was a time like maybe four or five weeks before the, I think the Charlotte show where 
I was doing dumbbell shoulder press and I was super depleted. I might've been using like the 45s and I looked to my right and Tori's using the 50s. (laughs) Yeah. So her set of like 10 was with 50s. At one point she done a set of uh, six with 60s. I have no idea where this strength came from. I was so pissed. I was like, this sucks. I hate bodybuilding. This is ridiculous. No kidding. You were shredded. I was shredded. I had her there. But I mean, okay. So we're talking about like how to like, you know, working groups, this, that, and the other. Let's talk about, okay, so say you're even working out by yourself, but you need to, like, your presser time, you've got a set workout plan. Yep. What's your approach to, like, your needing to work in? So, like, imagine the Corbin gym, we've got one pec deck. Yeah. And I usually like to use that as a little bit of a warm-up to pre-exhaust most times. So, like, maybe I'll do, like, one or two light sets on that. So... If you're about to go over there and approach somebody, do you have like different protocols for like different people? Like, how do you like approach like you're wanting to work in? Uh, if someone's already on it. Yeah. It depends. If there's like three or four people using it at a time and they're in two large fit group anyways, I usually won't ask to butt in. I'll try to do like a cable fly or something to replace it. But if it's just, you know, you know, a couple people and, you know, a husband, a wife or someone, I'll just ask. Be like, hey, you know, I, I was going to superset this. Do you care if I jump in? You know, I'll set it back on your weight when I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stay out of your guys' way. Just in between your set, I want to hit 10 to 12, 12 reps and I'll get out of your way. And most people always say yes. Exactly. And I think you said a really good thing about setting their weight back to what they had it on. And another thing, be conscious of, I'm not a super sweaty guy. Right. Um, I am. See, well, this is something that you got to be conscious of then. So, like, if you're going to be leaving, like, you know, streak, streaks yep. of butt sweat, like, right. have a rag or something with you, dude. Don't yeah. like, especially if, like, I'll, like, go to, like, working with a woman that's using, like, lat pull down or something like that. And, you know, she's on, like, 70 or 50 pounds or something like that. And I jump that to, like, 190 and I leave streaks of butt sweat all over it. And I'm right. just, like, slam it she down. She doesn't want you to come back over No, there she does not. That. She's like, okay, I'm going to do literally anything else now not doing this exercise anymore. exactly so no one thing i do to combat like because i do sweat awful when i train i usually wear a top shirt like a t-shirt mm-hmm. and then also a tank top so if i've already gotten down to my tank top what i'll do is i'll put the dry t-shirt over whatever i'm using mm-hmm. and then just kind of <clears throat> make sure i wipe sweat off when i leave it's a good call it's a good call but you know that's just those are some like general like rules of thumb i say that like you said, you always have like slightly different approaches if it's one person versus like a group right. of people. I also am a little bit more conscious of maybe the type of person. Like, yes. I, I hate to like say, you know, you're like profiling or stereotyping or whatever, but say if I see somebody and they look like they're kind of new to the gym, they look like they're like just a little bit like, you know, you have that not like deer in the headlights, but you can tell they're just kind of like, you know, looking around this, that, and the other. Trying to find where to go next. Trying what to, find, to do. Exactly. I don't like going up to people like that because I feel like they're already a little antsy. Anyways. They're already a little bit intimidated just exactly. being there. No, I agree with that. I agree with it. If it's someone I know, it's like, you know, if it's you, Tim, Pat, or someone I know, and you, you guys are in between sets, I, I don't really ask because you know, yeah, just I'm just like, Hey man, I'm going to hop in here real quick. I'll, yeah. I'll be done. And you don't care. I don't care if you do it to me. Sure. Versus like, you just have to learn different ways to approach everyone. And there are people that have no social cues and would approach everyone how I approach you and Pat. Like, hey, man, I'm jumping in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not the right way to do it either. You kind of have to learn different social settings in the gym. And that's it's the same way with everything else, too, in life. You got to kind of read the room, read who you're talking to. Um, All right, here's a question for you. So your mid-set tricep pushdowns, you got a good pump going mm-hmm. shoulder. You're doing shoulders and tries. So, you know, you got the tank, you, you are, you're feeling it. You're getting a little veined out cause you're about eight weeks out. Mm, I'm him. You got your AirPods in. You said I'm him. <laughs> We're going to dive into that in a minute too. <laughs> Whatever. So you got your AirPods in. Sure. You are feeling it. Okay. Mid set. You're doing, let's say you're doing 12 to 15. You're on nine. You're really burning. Uh-huh. Someone comes up and taps on you in motion, like motions for you to pull out your headphone what do you do this happened to besides me besides explode i don't know if you remember so i do that's why i'm asking there's this guy derek i don't know if you've heard this story there's a guy named ike i'm name dropping him he's like 100 years old he ain't hearing this ike is super nice guy he would come up to me had this real deep like old like country wars and he'd call me biggin he'd be like hey biggin you know what i'm saying like what do you like come up cut up with me when i'm working the super front nice desk. super nice guy but i was wearing like corded headphones one day and i was squatting i was barbell squatting had the bar 
on his back. Bar on back. I don't think I was like deep into the set or like anything like that. This was, and I may have had like 185, 225 or something like that. It wasn't a crazy amount of weight. However, I see him walking towards me at the corner of my eye and I just tried to keep eyes forward. I was like, no, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm mid set. So please don't do this right now. And I hear like, I kind of hear him like talking through like my music. And I was like, no, I just don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge it. And he comes and flicks my like earbud out. He flicked it out. He flicked it out. And he's like, are you shy? And passed me on the back. And I almost like fell forward with the weight. And I racked it. And I was trying not to lose my cool because he's such a nice guy. And I know he didn't mean anything by it. And I was like, I quit. What are you doing? But he's like, looking good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he, he, he does that to me too sometimes when I'm there. Looking good, Patriot. Yeah, that's I'm what like, I'm man, saying. Man, I appreciate it. So a lot of times what I do whenever, uh, if someone's talking and I have my headphone in and I don't take it out, you just nod your head and act like you're hearing everything they're saying and keep listening to your music and keep grinding your set out. Well, that's why I start wearing the over the ear. Like, yes, yeah, so everyone knows it's obvious that those are unapproachable. If I'm wearing over the ear headphones, granted, and this was something I'd like talk about on my yes. Instagram today. I, uh, I've created this habit of like staring at the ground when I work out and I, I relate hate, this to I hate everything. Well, it's, I, it came from two things. Uh, when I first moved to Kentucky, like the girl I was with, she was very, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't let you look up. She, if she saw me looking around anywhere and thought that I may have like glanced at another girl, it's time to go. She'd like come up to me. I'm ready to leave. I was, oh, um, this is true. I can vouch for this. It's, it was so bad. So, I just started looking at the ground. You ain't gonna think I'm looking at nobody. I'm here. I just this was. I I'm just forward. making making sure my shoes are tied That's all what the time. All day. I just I would glance, I'd peek up at the mirror every now and then because I'm a narcissist, and then just straight back to my workouts. And so I started doing it with that. But then I get into my first prep, and that first prep hit me hard. I was not used to ever feeling that depleted. And I would come in there, and that's when I first started training and working full time. So people would start like coming up to me and i was like okay i've got to eat my pre-workout meal 30 minutes before i train because like by minute 40 of that workout i am running out of gas yeah. so what was starting to happen was like i hit that pre-workout meal as soon as i get in the gym 10 people stop and talk to me how you doing looking yeah, it's good cause you were working there at that time that's too. what i'm saying everybody was so nice and yeah I've, the relationships i've made working at the gym and just since i've been in kentucky like it's been amazing but I was so like, I felt so bad that I was like, I, you don't understand like how, like, please let me get done. You're just ruining this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I remember it was so funny, you know, like I remember many, many nights cause we would go to the gym at the same time late, sometimes like nine, 10 o'clock. You talking about this first prep? Yeah, because yeah. I would be there with you because I think I was only working three days a week then. Uh -huh. So I would be like super late, especially like my Wednesday night, Thursday night, because I didn't work Thursdays or Fridays. And uh, I, I would, Joe would be there working out and be him and his girl, and me and Tori would be there working out. And there'd obviously be a few other kids, you know, just random people in there. And I would look up, Joe would be gone. <laughs> we would be. <laughs> I would just be talking to you like three minutes sooner. I'd be like, man, what do you got left? You'd be like, oh, I got such and such, such and such. I'd look up. Joe's gone. I see his car pulling out of the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, man, he looked up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they got me looking. Man, but like I said, it's just, I think we'll just like looking around and staring like it's maybe something we should like touch on. Too. Yes. <sighs> You see a lot of like the Joey Swole videos now yes. where he's like really like going in on dudes for doing this kind he's of stuff. He's hilarious. Oh, he is. I absolutely love him. I would never stare at him. I'd be afraid to, I think. I would, but not in a negative way. I'd be like, man, you're huge. I used to get, I, I never like gawked at girls like that, but I was really bad to like look at like these jack dudes. Yeah, like, gawk, I'm, gawk at guys. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I do no, it too. It's fine. But like I used to call it monster watching. I'd be like, I was like, I feel like it's going to the zoo. You know, you go in there like Monday nights at These 7 gorillas. p.m. That's what I'm saying. I look over Aaron's six weeks out from a show and then like the dude beside him is like shoulder pressing 315. I'm like, oh, that's unreal. <laughs> oh, that's twice my body weight. That's, oh, that's great. Neat. You know, so I would see stuff yeah. like that. But like most people don't want to be looked at right, when right. they go to the gym. And I think it's pretty obvious in today's time like who wants you to look at them and who doesn't if there is a guy in there and he's posing in the mirror and he's down in his tank top and he's six weeks six weeks out he doesn't care if you look at him yeah if there's a young teenage girl in there and she has on a long jacket covering up every part of her body trying to do legs that is not the person to stare at exactly she's already you know trying to hide enough from you 
perverts. So stop staring at those people. Well, even the ones that aren't like super covered. I mean, I, I remember thinking this is like, I don't know how I need to phrase this, but just like, just because like a girl comes in there and she's in a really nice like workout set, they right. have like the butt scrunch leggings and this, that, and the other doesn't mean like hey, everyone like, yeah, that's not your free pass to gawk at my butt. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, it's oftentimes what happens, even like when I'm with Tori, like we'll be at a public gym. Like last night, for example, I was, uh, I was doing like hamstring curls at a uh, planet fitness. And I think it was like my last set of failure. So I probably looked like a female, but there was these guys like, just standing behind her, like staring at her butt. And I was just like, dude, do better. Like do better. She's not going home with you. I promise. Well, that's the thing too. Like this is going to cause confrontation. Cause like you guys like you and I, like we're like pretty confident with yeah. you know, ourselves. So like, obviously we're not worried. I'd always heard. No. I remember my papa said like, I mean, you wouldn't want a woman that they wouldn't want to look at, buddy. Just let it no, go. No, that's you know true. Like, like, it didn't bother me at all, but I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, this is actually comical. That's what I'm saying. Well, think about, like, you know, she probably doesn't, like, Tori, obviously, is someone that's more confident, more secure in herself, too, so she probably doesn't mind. But for the wrong person, like, A, that's going to, like, probably piss off the boyfriend. B, that could piss off the girl or make her feel insecure. She, she may not come there. back to the gym. Exactly. And you don't want to, like, the whole thing about the gym is just, like, you want this to be, like, a comfortable, like, inclusive You want place. everyone to feel you know, included, involved, like, and feel comfortable in that situation, which, you know, guys like you and I, if, you know, if I'm in a growth phase and I'm looking big, I don't care if people stare. If I'm like I am right now, kind of in the middle of a recomp phase, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm shredded, I don't care. But there are people that you, you know, that do care. A lot of people don't like when you stare at them, you know, women in particular, um, so j just be careful, you know, it's okay to acknowledge that someone looks okay, but there's also a right and wrong way to do that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, just be careful how you approach those situations because, you know, it's, it's perfectly fine to notice that someone's made a transformation and say, Hey, you look really good. You know, I, I can tell you've been working really hard. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. You know, Joe's going to give us an example of what not to say. Uh, well, <laughs> I can think of plenty. And the reason you can think of plenty is because you, you hear it said so many times in public. Like yeah. I've heard so many times, like for an example, at Corbin, I once heard a man say to a woman, man, I can really tell you've been doing squats. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't ever say that unless it's your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other. That's not how you approach that situation. And it's unreal. This is, it's, you're not like complimenting another guy's shoulders when you're like saying something like right. that. Right. Like you know? I could, I, any guy, like, I don't feel like I'd be uncomfortable. Like, man, dude, you've been hitting shoulders hard. Yeah. Or even like legs, like, bro, your legs have gotten huge. Yeah. But there are certain people you can't approach that way. I think there's just self-awareness in general. The whole like, we, we use this word a ton with a lot of different things with like training approaches, but you know, definitely with gym etiquette, be self-aware as to who you like. If you know someone well enough to like have a conversation with them about right. where they're at in their physique or like where they're at in their fitness journey, that's fine. Versus if that's your first time ever talking to somebody, most people aren't trying to get hit on at the gym. No, that's not, that's not why we go. This is not a mating ground. This is not what we're here for. Shouldn't mean they're doing your mating calls. That's what I'm saying. Which is maybe, hey, maybe that's what all the like screams during the, uh, like, you know, tops. Uh, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Never worked for me. Oh, speaking of, uh, I was about to say, speaking of being like a, a gorilla, because I was thinking of like the mating call. Let's talk about hygiene for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dive into so, that a little bit. There are showers at most every gym now. Listen, I, as far as like what you wear to a gym, I remember I got into a big argument with some of the staff at the Corbin Wellness whenever I they remember put, this. Yeah, whenever they put up signs that said like you don't, you can't take your shirt off on the gym floor, and it wasn't because I didn't understand, but I said just like okay, as an aside. I was really, really insecure when I first started working out and I didn't want to wear anything without sleeves on it. And I would wear hoodies and this, that, and the other. So the first time I started wearing cutoffs, it was a really big deal. The first time I ever like took my shirt off on the gym floor, that was empowering. Same thing with like, you see these girls, like they come in and I usually see a lot of like women when they first start off, looser sweatpants, oversized hoodie, oversized hoodie. And then like they, you know, eventually start working into like workout leggings and things like that. Yeah. Training bro or not training, not training bras. <laughs> Sports bras, yeah, I mean, yeah. not a training bra. No, we got the wrong gym, bro. <laughs> Sports bras. No, 
Like, I got you. So, like, that's in We ain't at the daycare. We ain't at the... Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Sports bras and the, leggings. Right. So, they work up to that, and that's empowering to them, too. I think, as much as all those things, the one thing that should be on uh, a dress code or, like, a part of, like, your have-to with the gym, deodorant. You have to put it on. I don't care if you don't wear shoes in there, but you're wearing deodorant. Right. No, I, I think also no more jeans in the gym. Yeah, that's just – that one doesn't bother me. It like, does, I don't know why. It, it's it not, shouldn't. Well, it's not going to, like, affect, like, someone me? else's, like, workout. Yeah, it's not. Oh, time out. Quick story. Some, like – this is, like, two 12-year-old kids. Like, well, one of them said he was 12. The other one was much smaller than him, so I'm assuming he was even younger. I'm sitting at the desk at Willie Waits the other day. They walk in, didn't say a word to me, threw $10 at me, just threw a bill at me and walked past me. And I was like, that's a flex. I was like, dang, bro, you like that? That's confidence. I, yeah, he did. I'm telling you, he walked straight in there, straight to the pack deck. It was chest day. He knew it was up. And I was like, I looked at Donald sitting on the couch and he was just like, just kind of glanced at me. I was like, okay, I got to address this. I walked over there. I was like, hey, how old are you? And the like leader that threw the cash at me, he was like, I'm 12. And I was like, you can't be in here like by yourself. Like, what do you, and I know you're not even that like 12. And the kid was like adjusting the weight for him. He was like putting the pin in, he like crammed the pin in, like just kind of like stood up, like kind of flared shoulders at me. And I was like, these kids are like, these kids are hard. Like, I don't know what's going on. Y- y'all just work out. I'm gonna go sit back up. But here. I was like, at first I was kind of like about to laugh it off. And then I was just like, wait, no, I feel like I'm being punked now by these children. You were. So I was. So I was like, no, listen, you have to have someone in here. That's like old enough. Like, I don't want to tell anybody they can't work out, but like someone has to sign in. Case someone has to hurt. sign. Exactly. And the kid that was on the pack deck, I looked down and he's wearing like flip flops. And I said, and dude, you're in here with your dogs out. You, you, you can't be working. Out. <laughs> no waiver with the dogs out. I was like, what are you doing? Drop a, you drop one plate. Your toes are gone. And like, I so I said all that. And he was like, I gave you ten dollars. I was yeah, like, I know you can have that even, back. That doesn't like, even cover the day pass for you. Too, that's though. what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, y'all gotta go. And I watched them like huff and puff, and they walked outside to the like mall, and like their dad picked them back up. And I guess he wasn't gonna like sign for them. He just like took them and they he left. was just dropping them off. Yeah, he was just trying to get rid of them. So. That's awesome. But that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and another thing, man. One thing I see at every gym I've ever been to, there will always be someone come in wearing muddy boots. Yeah, that one right there really gets me. You're because, disrespecting the facility at that yeah, point. Yeah, and that I, it it doesn't affect me in any way. I'm just petty. Mm-hmm. That is so disrespectful to whoever cleans. And I always think about whoever is cleaning at Corbin. Yeah, when I was there, and someone just like traipsing in with or, mud, yeah, Jess or someone like muddy boots. You know, and, and I know good and well they have tennis shoes because I've seen them wear them before. Mm-hmm. And I, that is one thing that burns me up, and I do not know why. Man, I've seen, like, guys that they come from blue-collar jobs, and maybe they're coming in to change. Before right. they even walk through the gym, they'll, like, stand outside and, like, knock yes. their boots off. I've seen Same men thing leave we would their do. boots outside of the gym before. That's what I'm saying. That's and etiquette. Exactly. And that's just, I don't know, that just tells me a lot about the person. Right. Versus the same ones that, like, I have no issue with people using, like, chalk at the gym. No, I don't care. Obviously, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is if you're really if like this benefits you if this benefits you go for it but i came into the gym the other morning and it was all over the place like covered all over the squat racks it looked like someone had like did the baby powder lebron james and just threw it everywhere. smacked it all over the like all yeah. over the room why and why are you, why do you have chalk on the squat fair point actually i didn't think about that but why deadlift i get sure you know any major pulls if you're doing like a bent over row even i get i've seen guys use it on bench makes no sense to me any pressing movement what do we what do you need chalk for you're not pulling anything nothing is being pulled you don't need it no, i see that all the time yeah just don't make a mess because someone has to clean that up someone it's not you obviously or you wouldn't be doing it sure but someone has to clean it yeah and just have a little bit of respect treat you know treat the janitor with the same respect as the ceo absolutely that is that's one thing when it comes to gym etiquette just be sure to clean up after yourself rack your weights the racking the weights was the next thing I was going to dive into. I remember when I first started going to the gym in La Follette, I'd walked in there one morning. There was this like little old lady that, I don't know if she worked the front desk. She was there like volunteering because I don't remember seeing her other than this one morning. But I'd walked in and we had like a strictly like powerlifting section. And I went and changed and I walked into that like little room and she was sitting there trying to get, and these were like the 45s that like they don't have handles on. They were just like the, the straight, round, yeah, straight round, round ones. Yeah. Those are tough. And she was trying to pull like, 
I think it was like 365 or 405 on a squat rack. And she was trying to like plate by plate, no. take it off. And I was like, hey, like, let me help you. And she was like, I've got to do this every morning. She said the high schoolers come in here late at night and they leave like place just trash. So yeah. she starts her morning off every day. And I was like, this woman's going to really get hurt one day. And I know like they're probably not covering her like, you know, insurance. Yeah, she probably anyway. doesn't have medical insurance. Exactly. And my thing is, if you can't do better than that, don't go to a gym. No. Stay at home. Yeah. You suck. Nope. If you can't unrack your weights, you suck. Yeah. I always say, if you can't unrack them, you probably can't lift them. Yeah. Well, so don't, don't do that. And because someone has to clean up your mess and it's usually someone who is already tired. That's already been there 10, 12 hours that day. That doesn't feel like doing your crap. That is one thing that ticks me off to no end. Do not leave your weights on your machines. I'll even say like, I know it's kind of like the bro thing to say like, oh, it's just a plate. But like specifically like with like i said those like big 45s that like don't have a handle or something like that i've seen people go like like smaller women or like older like individuals go to a machine in the gym and say it's like like the hammer strength like high to low row yes plate those like a 45 plate that would be like them pretty much like lifting at like eye level right at their eye level and then pulling it down i was like you know if that like drops too fast like that's gonna like pull their back this that and the other it's probably gonna be too heavy for them i've seen like they see that 45 on there just kind of look around the machine yeah they're just like okay well i guess i'm not i can't do that now yeah and like you just ruined somebody's workout just because you were in their whole day that's what i'm saying they pouted all day yeah but for real just take your weights off it is really not hard if you can put them on there you can take them off man as a general like summary of gym etiquette like i said self-awareness cleanliness like respect for the facility respect for the people that are using the facility if you're approaching anyone at the gym just come with the right respect i don't know i think those that pretty much wraps up with yeah you know like another thing is don't come sick if you're sick that's you're coughing your snotty nose running everywhere stay home get better drink Water, hydrate, get some fluid in you. Dude, Try again the next day. That's absolutely. okay. Drop your David Goggins. Got to go six, seven days a week. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's stay got, hard. Stay hard. Somebody's got to carry the boats. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, man. No, so if you're, you're sick, stay home. That's what I'm saying. You're just like, you're ruining everyone else's. And you're potentially making everyone else sick, therefore ruining their whole week as well. So don't be selfish. You know, coming to the gym when you're sick is so selfish. You go, go for a walk in your neighborhood. Walk your dog. Make your dog sick. Don't make me sick. Sorry. Well said. Well said. Just kidding. You can delete that part. Make, make your dog sick. Actually, leave it. That's pretty good. I like it. Okay. Well, so we usually start the episode with a little bit of an icebreaker. I figure we'll throw this in at the end today. So Derek texted this to us a little bit earlier today, and I feel like we're going to have kind of the same answer to it. However, I'm curious. So Aaron, would you rather have achieved your dream physique in one year by lifting weights and eating healthy but never make any further progress or do you prefer gradual progress you've made over the years to get to where you are now? Okay. Actually I misread this question, but okay. Now oh. go ahead. So I have been at what I would consider my dream physique before for mm-hmm. that time, but it's not like my end goal dream physique. If you know what I'm saying? Like I still think there's a lot, a whole lot more. So as vain and selfish as this sounds i would probably just achieve my dream physique in one year by lifting weights and eating healthy and then just stay there do you still have to eat healthy to stay there um you still have to do those things i'm sure you. well do. you can't get any further but can you regress <laughs> right that that throws a that throws a curveball the, in the uh, question. producer is chiming in here awesome. uh, yes you can regress uh yeah you can regress uh, okay. okay i mean this is the real world. Man, that's a really <laughs> tough question. Because so, my thing is gradual progress, I can get there as well. Sure. Well, Ugh. the way that I had read this was like, okay, would you like have rather have gotten to say that like you get to your dream physique either way, but like would you rather do it like slow over time or would you rather be able to fast track it? And to me, like when I read that, I thought that like my answer would be kind of the same as yours. As much as, you know, it's, you know, it's dope to like get to where you're like, I'm him. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's another Jim Phil. Don't uh, say that. Don't word. say I'm him. I'm big Austin Reeves guy, but just to get to like where you want to be, like 
there's something about the process of it yeah. and being able to like look back at like I find myself like putting like progress photos side by side and being like wow like that was that's like, me man I didn't even like you know I was getting confident there you know what I'm saying now I'm even more like you know what I'm saying or like there I really hated myself and versus now like I'm confident to like I said you know take my shirt off at the right. gym this and the other it's things like that I remember you and I had a conversation we was talking about like dream physiques or comparing ourselves to right. like, influencers or whatever and genuinely I remember thinking like I wouldn't want to trade my physique with anyone else I don't think which sounds crazy granted there's some dudes that just like look like whatever like look like you know gods but to me it's just like the fact that I've slowly made this over You've time made it exactly and yeah I'm, but if you've done it in a year you still made it just fast tracked it it's like that fast pass at Dollywood or Disney you're still going to ride the ride but you're going to ride it quicker than everybody else so I don't know. That's a that might be the toughest question we've had. So Derek, how do you feel if you had to answer this question? How would you answer it? So for me, I think I would have to go with a gradual progress just because I enjoy the process. Right. And if you get it in one year, then then you don't see anything after that. Right. Then there's no further progress. Yeah, exactly. I see that too. So that's why I'm so like torn. Oh man. If we all agreed on the one year, could we just turn this into an advertisement for steroids? <laughs> just like, and you can today only for thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yep, six weeks. Have your dream body. That's what this is. One year, Coach Craig, harder than the last time. Harder yeah, than the last time. <laughs> so, what was your story you wanted to tell earlier? Oh, it was just about the uh, creepy guy at the gym. Okay, tell it and throw it in. So, yeah. so pretty much, it was just. These girls were working out on the Smith machine and doing like hip thrust or something. And they were doing the uh, shoulder press on a Smith machine so right as beside, well. Right beside, right, right beside them. And then the girls went to the back of Planet Fitness where like all the ab stuff was. And these guys, I guess, just decided they were having a full body workout that wasn't a programmed full body workout. Right. And... I was on uh, the Stairmaster, so I was like, you know, eagle's eye view. Sure. Uh, just seeing this whole thing go <laughs> go by and, yeah, just don't be a creep because it became obvious that they were, right. like, following the girls sure. and did not know them at all. Oh, God, that's so weird. I it's like, you're not doing abs and shoulders and, like, all this stuff out of order. Yeah. Right. All you're so, doing is creeping out teenage girls. Yeah. That's great. It makes it even weirder when they travel in packs. Like... You know, you see like three dudes like chasing after like one like attractive girl in the yeah. gym or something like that, or like you know just they're playing like a numbers game. I'm just like, how do you expect this to work? Yeah, they're all wearing dark sports stuff that says wolves. They're literally like a pack of wolves. <laughs> they are wolves. They are the wolves. <laughs> Not sponsored by uh, dark sports. That's what I'm we gotta start getting some money yeah, coming through yeah, here, man. For real. What are we talking about? Y'all gotta share this. What are we doing? We're starving out here. So. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in to episode six of Muscles in Medicine. We really appreciate all the support thus far. Um, if you like what you heard, you can give us a follow on Instagram. That's at Muscles Medicine Podcast on Instagram. My at on Instagram is at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N underscore Petrie, P-E-T-R-E-Y, two one. And you can follow me at Joe Creech, the number eight on instagram and then finally with derek if you're looking to find derek on instagram he's already put his mic down but he is at mr derek sutton and guys like you said you know we really appreciate everything that y'all have done these last couple weeks i guess we're finishing up week three now yeah, this week will three be going into week four yeah so this will be dropping monday of uh, or you know week four beginning of week four yeah, yeah beginning of week four and just the feedback we've heard has been super cool i was telling aaron it's it's an odd feeling when someone comes up to you and they're just like, Hey man, I've been listening to your podcast. I've listened to all yeah. five episodes. I'm like, you listen to me talk for five hours. Yeah. That's for five it. hours. I had a sales rep from, um, like uh Winchester the other day. She's like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast on the way here. I'm like, so Whoa, sick. that's crazy. No Thank you though. I appreciate that. Well, that little like side story. So Aaron and I are opening a meal prep service and we were looking into getting a wholesaler. So I contacted Cisco and was trying to talk to them. And I said, okay, there's another one out of Louisville. I want to talk to you first. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. So like the next morning I get a call from Cisco and I was training a client at the time and I was like, dang it. I told him I would call them in a couple of days. So I ignored it and he tried to call back a few minutes later and I ignored it. And I was like, dang, this guy's not getting the hint. So finally the third time he called, I answered, I was like, Hey man, what's going on? He said, Hey, is this Joe? I said, yes, I told y'all. And he cut me off. He said, Hey, I was just listening to your podcast. I was like, 
Welcome aboard. I was like, no way. (laughs) So in this funny story, I've known this guy since high school. And in the past two weeks, he's became a personal training client of mine. He's down like 12 pounds. Let's go. Everybody's winning. It's it's a full circle moment, man. That's so cool. It's been so fun. Like, I think even genuinely, if no one listened, I would still sit here and do this with you guys because it's it's so fun to me. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Also, if you guys want to wish... At Mr. Derek Sutton, a happy birthday. That's coming up on Sunday, I believe. So, what year we turn? Well, actually, when you hear this, it will be one day past his birthday. I don't want to talk about it. We don't talk about the number. (laughs) So, when y'all hear this, it's going to be one day past his birthday. But, you know, you you can kind of give him a little little little, belated love, a little belated shout out. But, like I said, take a moment, rate this, review us um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the ratings thus far. It's been great. Feedback's been great. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. We will speak to you all again next week. Hopefully getting uh, guests coming on for our next show, maybe the next week or two. Yeah. Like I said, Aaron and I are going to be looking to open up this little meal prep service here in the next few weeks. So days might be getting a little bit scattered as to like when we'll be bringing someone on. But a lot of exciting things coming for us here in the future. But again, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate y'all.